0: Hello everyone and welcome back to Traversing the Darkness. My name is Justin, the Witch of Enchantment. I'm here with my wonderful co-host, Alvine. And we have finally made it. It is the season two finale. We don't know what we're doing. We haven't known what we're doing this whole time, but we made it to the finish line. We're sprinting. (laughs) We're sprinting across the finish line. This has been a wildly depressing ride. (laughs)
1: thank you for being with us here this whole time wow
0: yes thank you for the commitment and we apologize in advance for your failing mental state (laughs) um (laughs) no uh so this like i said this is the season finale for season two we had been thinking about some topics that we wanted to address for the season two finale. And then we kind of just decided that we just sit with you guys for a bit and just chit chat about the podcast, the experience, just kind of reminisce a little bit before we head out on our hiatus. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, you know, Alvin, I wanted to ask you how you have felt. I know this is kind of like your first beat I think doing something like this Mm, definitely
1: yeah doing a collab and podcast as well like so different and I I don't know what I was expecting but it's been different to what I thought it would be doing a podcast um it's nice not being on camera like even though like Justin and I are on camera for each other now um I definitely feel like that helps like with you know, with us just kind of going back and forth with each other, being able to see what we're doing. But um, it's a nice thing to, I guess, just do voice. Um, So it's been challenging for me, which is weird. So I've made videos for, well, not for a while, but before then, quite a while. And um, so I thought, you know, it would be something like that, but I don't know, somehow it's different it's been a it's been a little challenging for me, I think maybe because of our subject matter as well um you know we've been talking about some deeper stuff, which has been um really interesting for me too like just on a very personal level, getting to know you deeper in these ways um I've definitely learned things about you, and you know I think it's a cool thing to be able to bring to people as well, like I know we have some very loyal listeners out there who have been enjoying um each fortnight's podcast, so that's really cool as well. Um, so yeah, just kind of different subject matter to what I'm used to, I suppose, what I would normally put out there. Um, so I've enjoyed that a lot. How about you?
0: Um, it's been a journey, and I've enjoyed it very much. Uh- it's I, I was telling Alvine I'm gonna miss our little dates. Yeah. Um, because we've been having little dates obviously for the recordings of the podcast and uh, we typically gab for at least 30 minutes, sometimes over, depending on <laughs> what's going on in our personal lives. That's it. As, how much we need to work out beforehand. <laughs> right. How much we need to, you know, <laughs> deal with. But I'm gonna miss it. It's I have to say I agree with your feeling of it being a different experience Mm. I I've always wanted to do a podcast and ever since this podcast has started it's just it's never felt like how I thought it would feel and I don't even know how I thought it would feel Mm. um I, I I like the fact that it's just our voice but then there's also an aspect to where I feel Like, I'm at a deficit at the same time because I feel like that's what
1: the challenge is. Yeah. Because we're used to visual medium and like being expressive physically.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And I don't know. I feel like I don't know how to communicate well Mm -hmm. um, on a podcast because I'm so used to having, yeah, like those visual cues and creating. Pre recorded videos, but obviously, Wine in Witchcraft Live and doing a live show is completely different mm-hmm. than this. And so, a lot of times, I feel like I sound like an idiot, or I uh, feel that's
1: so hard for myself as well. <laughs> I hate it.
0: I hate it too. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it's a completely different experience. I don't dislike it. I don't hate it. It's not miserable. It's none of that. Uh, I just thought. Maybe by the end of the season, I would feel like I had a better handle on what I was doing. Yeah. And I just like we grew like... up
1: and became real podcasters, but yes.
0: And I still don't <laughs> feel that way. Like I still don't know what the best mic placement is, and the audio mm-hmm. is still kind of sometimes off. And I'm like, I don't know. This is such a strange experience and mm-hmm. so out of my realm of comfortability still. And I always wanted to do a podcast because I feel like it came with like this. Um, higher badge of understanding or something I I don't know it just seems more elevated to like be doing a podcast than anything else I that's I know that's not true but it's just you know a perception
1: yeah I think I can understand that like especially these days like the level of finesse that people put into podcasting is like crazy so I definitely can understand why why you had that like vision um you know which wasn't it's nothing concrete exactly like you said you're like I don't know it's different I don't know how but like this isn't and I think it's maybe even one of those things like I'm thinking about even when you're a kid and you're like oh my gosh when I'm grown up you know it's going to be this thing and it's almost like that it's like no you're still exactly who you are you're just well I don't know speaking I, to people through voice now
0: <laughs> uh, yes and you know a part of what it is is I still haven't just worked it all out, you know, and I think one of my detriments for the podcast is that I approach it the way I approach finding witchcraft live, but I, I have been doing that for four years. Mm. I haven't been doing that. I've, I don't even know that it's been a year that the podcast has been on, you know? So I, it, it takes a, it should take more prep. Right. <laughs> and I just, I'm still learning like what that prep looks like, how much prep do I need? Like, I don't just kind of, um, fiddle farting through it and trying to figure it out as I go. Mm.
1: Um,
0: now I did want to ask you, uh, well, not really ask you, but talk about when you came onto the podcast, because obviously after season one, we were on hiatus, um, Traversing the darkness was on Hades and I wasn't sure really what was going to happen with the podcast after that and I wanted to ask you that's I right. had you mm-hmm. I had <laughs> you and I had one other person in mind uh, well Brittany and I did mm-hmm. um, that we potentially wanted to ask to co-host you know the the podcast And I remember. Do you want to tell when we were talking about this what you said? Do you you remember this or no?
1: Only vaguely. I do. Like I know the the gist. Um. But yeah, I did say to Justin because you guys were talking about how um not sure what we're gonna do. Blah blah blah. And I was like, well. uh, I would like to throw my hat in the ring um, because I loved the first season and I love you. And I was like, I think that we could have really interesting conversations Um, and I just wanted to get to know you better and all that kind of stuff as well. It's a great excuse, you know, all these things. So I did say that and you were like, well, (laughs) actually I was kind of wanting to ask you. So it just all lined up and worked so well.
0: Yes, it did. I was shocked. So uh, Brittany and I were talking, and I was like, there's two people that I would love to ask. And this was after the podcast had already like the first season was already done. Mm. I don't know what we're going to do. And so Brittany and I just started talking about it a couple of months down the road. And I was like, I don't know, I guess if we're, if I'm going to do it again, I, these are the people I'd want to ask. And I didn't think you would do it because you, to my knowledge, haven't done anything like this before. Like you've mm-hmm. done your channel and you have your professional witchery that you do, but they're kind they're separate in that way. Um, so I was like, I don't think she's gonna do it. Like I I don't even want to ask her because I don't like I don't want her to feel like, oh, we're friends, so maybe I have to mm-hmm. say yes. So when you're like, oh well, I'll do it. I was like, okay, <laughs> done. Love that. <laughs> Great. love that for me. <laughs>
1: It worked out well for both of us because neither of us are people who like to face any kind of rejection, either. So Correct. the fact that because like, I had thought about it for a while and I didn't want to say it to you just in case, you know what I mean. I didn't want to get knocked back. But then when you said that in the conversation, I was like, oh, I can say this in like a safe way.
0: <laughs> Ex- yes, you, yeah, most definitely. Um, and I, I, it's been such a pleasure to get to know you in a way that. Um, I think would have taken longer to do just to everyday conversation because, you know, we're prompted by these topics and to see the things that we agree on or that we're the same on, but also to see how mm. we differ has been really interesting.
1: Yeah, um, I feel like I've learned a lot from you. It's been really good. Uh,
0: you know, when you say that to me and I just think you're full of shit. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Your perspective is different, and like I love that because I love to put myself in someone else's shoes, especially and it helps me as well if it's someone I care about because I'm not going to immediately dismiss them, you know, and go, "Nah, you're wrong." But like to think about how you think and go, "Oh, okay," and just for the pure interest of you, like going, "Okay, I understand just and deeper," but also for my own self, you know, just to get that different perspective, and I really feel like it has opened me up in different ways. Um, I. I mean, maybe a specific example will come as we're talking. I can't think now, but just, just as I move through the world, like I feel like I see it a little differently from talking to you. So I know that sounds like a big hoo-ha, but it's true.
0: (laughs) you big lion piece of shit. Now, (laughs) um, what I find so interesting is the, the fact that we had a similar, similar, not the same upbringing, but a similar Hmm. um, setup to how we were brought up. And I find it super inspiring that through all of that, you were able to hold on to some sense of faith, magic, and uh, identity through that, which I was not able to. You know, I lost that and had to refine that. That's something I've always found super um, kind of surprising, honestly, because most people that have had a similar upbringing to me have experienced that loss very like I had and you haven't. Um, and I find that inspiring and I find that, um, really intriguing because I think it's not in the norm, which makes me love it even more.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It always makes it interesting. Hey, well, I don't know. I wonder about that because for me, in terms of identity, um, I actually, I feel like I have found a sense of identity now, but actually my entire life, I had no idea who I was. Like I would completely change myself to whoever I was with, whoever I was hanging out with. And I, I came to the point when I was, I don't know how old I was, sometime, at some point in my teenagehood, and I, I realized I don't even know what I like. I don't know what I like. I don't know. I don't know who I am. I have no fucking clue because I'm so terrified that people aren't going to like me. So I'm constantly pretzeling myself to be who I think they want me to be. Um, And that is something that I have definitely come up against as a struggle being online as well, because people are happy to be assholes and they will tell you if they don't like you. And that is painful. And I don't like that. (laughs) I don't like being in that situation. But in terms of the faith thing, I don't know. I, I guess because I... I stepped into it really consciously like I was searching for uh, I think it was about a year before I sort of I mean and vaguely but before I found paganism like I was thinking about it you know and wondering and and trying to I went from the view of going what is correct because um, then I opened up and looked around and I was like well everyone's saying that they're correct so how the fuck if everyone's correct what's correct you know and instead I switched it to what do I believe I'm actually going to go on an internal self-discovery and that's how I stepped into witchery so I don't know if if that's part of what made it different I'm sure it's a bunch of little things um but yeah like you said it's definitely something that I have never seen reflected I don't think in any other witch like even other witches that are like oh I'm totally cool with Christianity like (laughs) <laughs> we start talking and you, you hear it like it comes out they're not <laughs> you know That's that, stuff in there
0: correct they're okay with christianity as long as you bash it in the way that they do exactly
1: exactly
0: and I, i'm an equal an equal opportunist i think organized religion as a whole is terrible and that can be wicca wicca can be included in that like they can all be toxic okay Absolutely. just they're all you bad. get
1: people involved it can be toxic <laughs> it can yeah. be
0: toxic yeah. uh I think what's different between your story and my story is the approach. See, you went searching in an open-mindedness, and I think you had already had an elevated thought process, and I didn't. I kind of exited the cult, got married, got out of the house, and thought, I'm going to rebel. Mm. I'm going to be the yes. prodigal child, and whatever they told me not to do, that's what mm-hmm. I'm going to do. That's actually, I um, think,
1: yeah, that's a similar approach to a lot of witches actually, isn't it? That specific rebellious spirit, not necessarily a bad thing, but it can cut you off in a few places.
0: Correct. Yeah. I, there's definitely, you know, some reprocessing that has to happen later on down the road, like you got to address some re- trauma and re-traumatizing yourself. You mm-hmm. know, I'm going to, I'm wearing makeup. I'm doing all, everything that they told me was evil. That's what I'm doing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Don't don't <laughs> consort with the devil, I'm fucking him. Like I want all of it. Whatever it is, I want demon semen. Okay. <laughs>
1: demon semen. I love that. You know, for me too, I feel like um something else that helped, and I might have mentioned this when we spoke about this previously in the podcast, uh, in the previous episode, but I feel like I went through that as well. I think that's really normal. Like when you break away from something, you always go through a rebellious phase, right? Super normal. Teenagers do it. We see it in that growing up. It's a moving away from. It's the it's the cleansing out, I reckon. You know, cleansing out to make space for that new thing. Um, but I feel like I was lucky. At, well, one of the things that is good that has come of me caring so much about what other people think is that I really do drink in and like watch what people are doing and I take in their stuff and I learn from them. So if I see something that someone's doing that I don't like, I take note of it and go, oh, I don't want to do that. So I had a couple of friends who um, were in the same space as me. We all kind of left the church at the same time. We'd all gone to the same Christian high school. So we're very much kind of around each other. And they had that same thing where they went through that rebelliousness. But I watched them and I was listening to the stuff that they were saying and I could see how they had swung to the other extreme. And I was like, okay, because I'd been talking about all the same stuff. Like, I don't know, like, fuck Christianity. Oh, Christians are evil and they're all, you know, judgmental and they're all whatever, all the things, right? Um, And I was saying that myself, but then when I heard them say it, and double down on it, I was like, oh, I can see that there's space for the other side here. So I feel like that actually really helped me, like, being on that journey so closely with them. We were hanging out heaps at the time, you know. Um, So I feel like that's something that helped that process for me as well. Um, So I don't know. I'm glad we've talked about it a bit because for me it's like you can – believe and dislike and whatever you want like it doesn't matter. You can walk through life and just be like that. But to me what I hear when I'm hearing witches um let's say shit on Christianity or Christians or whatever, what I'm hearing is that they're still in pain. And because we're in a space that encourages that degradation i don't even know what the correct words are but you know you're always like if you're going to say anything bad about christianity you've got a chorus of people being like hell yeah you know and because of that i feel like there's just a lot of wounds that will continue and never kind of heal because you know you don't realize there's another like there's you don't realize that healing can be a thing maybe you know that um that's a real possibility
0: and I think also a big component of this is um how, how do I say this in a semi-appropriate way? Um <laughs> trauma is not an identity. You know yeah. what I mean? And I feel like that's a big thing can can happen a lot right now is your trauma becomes your identity. It's the flag you need to carry. Yeah. Um And the thing is, when you focus so much on not the healing, because the healing aspect is very important and having your voice be heard, all Mm -hmm. of that is I'm all for all of that. But at some point, the healing has to happen so that you can move through that trauma and carry it with you to strengthen you and not Mm -hmm. carry it as a weapon to hurt other people. Or for it to keep
1: hurting you, because a lot of that stuff, if you've got that anger and bitterness, like that's actually, it's just showing the internal wound that continues to hurt you.
0: Well, and the one of the biggest thing I learned through this season is, I've learned traumas that still need to be healed. Mm -hmm. I have accepted messages from spirit that I wasn't ready to accept. I've come to terms with certain aspects of who I am as a person that I need to embrace so that I can live a more productive life not mm-hmm. only you know in the physical world but spiritually things have opened up just by acknowledging They
1: have, that. haven't they? They really have for you this year.
0: They yeah. really have and and just social socially social media things have opened up just upon me accepting things that I didn't want to accept. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've also learned lessons and saw things in myself that I really wasn't necessarily aware of. And, you know, going to the internet for validation in some ways and wanting to feel acknowledged and starting to get those acknowledgements and realizing how hollow they are. And then realizing why I wanted those acknowledgments. And look, mm-hmm. numbers are great, right? I like getting the views that I'm getting right now, or that I was getting for a time. Um, yeah. You know, and this <laughs> the success of Whiny Witchcraft Live, and how that mm-hmm. you know the podcast is doing. All of that. I don't want any of that to stop. But uh, the importance that was on them six months ago, a year ago, the viewpoint is just different. And it's because of the conversations we've had that I'm realizing why I was chasing those things. And because I can realize that it's like, okay, well I can invest in it and it's important, but the importance is different and it's rooted in a different place than it was before. I love that. There's
1: a a saying that I've heard actually quite a few celebrities uh, say And they're like, I wish that everyone would become rich and famous like they want to because then they would see how hollow it is and how, like, it gives you nothing ultimately. You know, you're still the same person, you still have all of the same fears and traumas and wounds and short failings and all of that stuff. And we always do that. Like, we have this thing within us that, like, we, we go, we want that thing and i think that when i get that thing then i'm going to like be a different person like all of my fears and my, like all these worries and whatever and people do it in relationships too they think oh if i find the person it's everything's going to be great and whatever um and the thing is that unfortunately people are mirrors for us so <laughs> when you get in a relationship it only exacerbates all of your shit.
0: <laughs> but, yes.
1: I definitely think that's incredible to have that kind of insight and to go on that journey. And that to me is like, I mean, that's the most important thing in the world and that's kind of what I try and uh, that's what my, I feel like my life is focused on just that growth you know kind of mindset and i'm not perfect and and i go through periods where i grow very very slowly and i like refuse to see or whatever but i mean i guess that's the beauty of being in relationship and and finding other people that you can talk to and whatever because you do see things in those different ways and i mean i guess this is what i was saying before um to you as well like i feel like you've given me that as well you know being able to see from different perspectives and you know things click into place in my own life and i very much feel like that's what the my journey always is like, it's always just puzzle pieces. And then sometimes you like get like a whole corner of the puzzle and you're like, Oh, there it is. You know? And then you keep going and there's more little puzzle pieces. That's the journey.
0: That is the journey that is traversing the Mm (laughs) darkness.
1: Love it. When we put the title in the show. Yes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, But you know, it's, it's not been easy. Uh, We took a break in the season um, and some people stopped listening, <laughs> which is okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> but we have to say we, we have, we can't go through without addressing it. Right. Uh, episode six was a heavy one. It was heavy. It was really heavy. Uh, and we just couldn't, <laughs> we just couldn't <laughs> come back after that. We, we needed a break. Yeah. Um You know, I'm very happy, and I know Alvine is as well, that you guys have listened to uh, the conversations we've been having, because there's been an episode or two this season that we kind of just have thrown to the wind and hoped that it was edited appropriately, Mm -hmm. because it's just too hard to listen to. Um, you guys are obviously much more mentally stable than we are because <laughs> it's uh, it's not easy to listen to. And I was telling Alvine, um, I'm going to miss our dates. I'm going to miss this. But it's it definitely is emotionally draining to kind of have heavier conversations on a consistent basis. One of the saving graces is whining witchcraft live you know just the wildness before the emotional outcry that we have (laughs) before going deep and dark before going deep and dark um but yes i i just i have to say thank you on behalf of both of us because it's it's not been easy and to you know tune in every other week is a commitment (laughs)
1: It is. It's really cool. And I was just thinking before, I mean, this is kind of like a, a sharp turn, but I am wondering um, what everyone's favorite episode was. If they have one, which one did you feel vibed with you? Um, or maybe there's a, a favorite moment or an aha or something that you want to share with us. I would love to hear that.
0: Yes. Whether that's on YouTube or Spotify, wherever you listen to the podcast. Um I was. I'm just looking at the list of the episodes that we've done, and I, I'm just trying to think. I, I the two that I think I enjoyed the most. Well, obviously, when we came and launched season two, like I, so much excitement for that mm-hmm. and the the possibility. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I almost want to say either the witch wound. Mm-hmm. When we talked about The Witch Moon, the God, God Guilt was really good. I also really enjoyed The Witch, The Curse, and The Justification. I think we're I
1: was gonna say that was my favorite episode personally. Yeah, I love
0: that one. <laughs> <Are you laughs> Although sorry
1: you go. What? No, go ahead. I was just gonna say for me, I think partially, um being fully honest, I think partially that was because um, when I planned for that episode, it was a little bit more what I was used to. So it was a bit more like what I do with work or whatever. So I was like, oh, I've got this, like I've got my different things. And so it felt more comfortable in that way. And even the subject matter, I guess, because it was, I don't know, it was a little bit more like, I don't know how to do explain, you. like a topic for me. Yeah, like, yes. like a weekly topic. So I was used to that, I guess. And that's might have been what I was trying to say earlier with the podcast too, is it's we're taking a different approach in that way. But I do think, like, loved that episode. And I do think partially it was just that comfortability for me. But I just think it was a really good conversation as well. And I love, honestly, I always love hearing about how people work that kind of magic. I
0: love it. Agreed. I agree with you on that. I, I actually with all of your points. I think that's probably why it's one of my favorites as well because <laughs> it's kind of on par. You know, yeah. we we kind of did a couple different things this season, and Alvin and I were having conversations like, "Okay, let's do this." It's like, "Okay, but it's traversing the darkness. Let's try to turn a little bit," <laughs> and that's where like the trauma episode came from. And then after that, we're like, "Okay, wow, uh, <laughs> a little heavy." <laughs> um <laughs> so um yeah i think i think for me too that's why it was it, that episode was very comfortable mm. it also was a really good conversation so i i, I would agree with you that's why I, I enjoyed it so much it was right on mm-hmm. par with what kind of normally happens and then so much of the viewpoint was from hoodoo or you know hoodoo yeah. practices so it's obviously love a lot of yeah, right. Love that. So super comfortable. No uncomfortability <laughs> happening there. Um, I think that's so funny that we both have the same episode.
1: <laughs> there you go. Well, I'm interested to hear what everyone else is going to say, um, what theirs is. So
0: I'm curious, too. I I would say the episode I was most nervous for. Do you know what, you, what episode you were most kind of nervous for? Um, oh the
1: trauma one which wound 100 percent for me
0: the trauma one really yeah um yeah. i was gonna say uh, the trauma the trigger warning trauma purge oh, yeah. yeah yes yeah okay. purge. yeah i was actually most nervous about the cultural appropriation and the act of oh understanding yeah
1: did that... we end up we didn't did we do that one
0: we, we did, did. I can not even
1: remember you guys. How terrible is this? I have so many notes in my little notebook. I'm like, I don't remember which ones we actually talked about. Okay. I was pretty nervous about that, too. Yeah. T- <laughs> yeah.
0: We did a little doozy. We literally did the cultural appropriation episode and then the trauma purge episode. And no we wonder
1: like, yeah. we were so tired. Okay. We had
0: to have, we had to have a break. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I was kind of, uh, not surprised, but we, you know, I, we appreciate all the feedback you guys have been giving us and yeah. uh, we do read everything. Mm-hmm. We don't always respond to the comments down there because, you know, you guys are kind of responding to what we said in the podcast, but uh, we read all the comments on YouTube and Apple podcasts and Spotify. So thank you guys so much. Um most of the listeners seem to be on the same page as we are with most things, except for I, I definitely was the odd man out for the cultural appropriation aspect with certain things. I was the odd man out, which I knew I was going to be. And that's OK. <laughs> um, but, you know, those kinds of topics can be hot button issues. So I wasn't sure how comfortable mm. people were going to be um, lending their voice, but they were comfortable. And they wanted them. Yeah, card. which was
1: interesting. I I definitely thought there would be, I guess, because it's one of the topics that's been floating around in witchy space for a long time, and people have such passionate views on it. Not everyone, but there are definitely plenty of people that have their thing to say, and they don't like it when they hear a dissenting view. So. I was nervous about that, but I loved that we were able to come together in that conversation and have different views. Like I just think it's so beautiful and maybe something that is a short falling of media like YouTube where you are monologuing, you know, because you're just like sharing your thing and, and that's kind of it. But it was great to have a back and forth conversation where we both totally respect each other and each other's views and actually just, you know, I guess... Um, show that we can do that kind of thing. You know, I think we all know that in our actual lives, but if we spend a little bit too much time on the internet, it is so easy to forget that because people are crazy on the internet. Let's face it.
0: Same. They insane. are insane. They're wild.
1: I don't understand They're- it personally. I think I always, everything I do online. Okay. I'm sure there are things that I don't want out there, but everything I do online, I think everyone's going to see this right and this is going to come back to me so how do i want to put myself out there and then i look at how other people put themselves out there and i'm like how are you not embarrassed like how are you not so fucking embarrassed that that's how you're behaving in a public space you know it's just wild to me
0: i think that there's a line to where it's appropriate Where it's not, it's never appropriate, whatever the wildness is, but once it crosses a a certain threshold, then it's so shocking that the inappropriateness becomes entertainment. Do you know what I'm saying? And then it becomes okay. Mm -hmm. Um, But what I was doing is um, I was looking at what I, this episode in particular, okay, episode, what is it? Episode five, the cultural appropriation episode. What I found so fascinating is That the votes, people voted that, yes, cultural appropriation is real, okay? That they agree that there is such thing as cultural appropriation. But the Mm -hmm. fascinating part is none of those people that agree that there's cultural appropriation, just a general term, none of them commented on any any platform Mm -hmm. that why they agree what they think is cultural appropriation. That makes sense. But the people who don't think it's real were very vocal about Mm -hmm. it not being real. Mm -hmm. Um, Like 15, 16 people on YouTube commented, I think like three or four on Spotify and on Apple podcasts. So I found that very interesting that the people that agree that it does exist were less vocal than the people who don't agree with it. That is Um, interesting.
1: I wonder if, okay, because I've definitely felt like that, right, where I have views that I have on that topic, which we talked about, I'm not going to hash them all again, but that I felt from what I was seeing elsewhere were very different to what other people were saying. And I wonder if maybe it was just because we created a safe space where we're having this conversation. Because, I, again, I don't know, and I would love to hear from other people, but the way that I was seeing it is I was only hearing one narrative on the belief of cultural appropriation. Absolutely it's a thing, you know, and just the over-the-topness about it really. Like you, yes. you, can't, paid, you can't do this, you can't do that, you can't do all the things. Um, so I don't know if maybe that's why people find finally like, oh, here's a witchy space that where I can actually kind of say my opinion. That's interesting though, isn't it?
0: It is. And I I found it very interesting just having the conversation with you because there were aspects where that you felt were cultural appropriation that I didn't agree (laughs) with. And then uh, things that I thought were that you didn't agree with. And then things that we completely were on the same page on. It was just kind of funny to see. But what the thought that came to my head was that there are people who agree with the term. And I think this happens a lot these days. Uh, Sorry, there's a thought coming through my head and I don't even know. I'm gonna say this, but I'm we're not Mm -hmm. gonna get into it. A lot of people have opinions about, you know, the state of Israel and the Palestinians. We're not gonna get into it because there is not enough fucking time and it Mm -hmm. politics makes people very heated. So we're not gonna get into that right now. But Mm -hmm. what I have found is that people have an opinion without really fully understanding why they have that opinion. And I think that applies to cultural appropriation. I think especially for white people, we feel like if we see somebody of color talk about cultural appropriation, we may just innately agree with them because we feel like that's what we should do. Um, and listening to people of color is not a bad thing. That's not what I'm saying. But to have an opinion and not understand why you have that opinion, I think is slightly yeah. irresponsible at best. You know well, what you I mean? Like you should down, understand.
1: Yeah, you you close down all avenues and you go, no, this is my team and this is what I believe. And that is what we've been seeing a lot over these last three, four covid years or whatever just that fucking tribalism where this is what my side believes and bah, you know and there's no nuance uh you know allowed to people or people aren't truly thinking for themselves in many cases right and i do feel like we're, we're coming out of that quite a lot now you know the ability to have conversation has returned which is very nice but there's definitely that thing yeah where people just like they do it up on headlines you know oh this person i like said this all right well they're correct and this is just what i believe now you know
0: yeah it, a lot of identity politics for sure and i think people have addressed that as oh well that's just like democrat republican or or in a republic, or in a uh, sorry political arena and granted i oh excuse me i am a wholeheartedly someone who believes that witchcraft is political just, I think it's innately political. That's just an opinion. Um, But it, you know, this identity politics goes into witchery as well and the pagan space and feeling like if you identify as a witch, this is what it looks like and this is what your views are and this is what it is. And I just innately believe that since witchcraft has become more mainstream, that is not necessarily the truth. Just like I don't think every Democrat is the same, every Republican is the same, mm. every which is not the same. These groups you know? are
1: far too large to paint everyone with the same brush. Like,
0: Correct. Correct. I Yeah. Um, but I think that's part of what feeds into this conversation about cultural appropriation. And just like anything, there are people on one side and there are people completely on the other, and then there's people somewhere in the middle. Mm. Um, I just found it so interesting that the people that disagree with it – we're so much more vocal, which yeah. isn't that always the case though? Actually, For most true. things. That's true. Yeah. So, Especially uh, online.
1: Yeah. If you're, if you're feeling heated and you're like, no, yeah, you're going to be the one that's
0: and <laughs> commenting. You know, I, you. I find that there's um, sometimes the, the more vocal, uh, well, I don't know. Sometimes people, say, you know, cultural appropriation is real or sometimes that conversation of you're not good for the community. Like I've heard that a lot, or like the show's not good for the community. Uh, Wine and Witchcraft is live, is toxic, all this stuff, but everyone shows up for it. So it's like, how do you gauge what the community really mm-hmm. feels? Is it You're quiet about something because you don't feel like you were saying safe to have that conversation because it's not the general general consensus or what you think is the general consensus. So now there's a space where you feel like, okay, I can vocalize why I don't agree with, you know, SAGE being cultural appropriation. And, okay, well, the show's toxic. Well, is it really because this is how many people engage with it. So if, Mm -hmm. if it's toxic, then the community as a whole must be toxic because X, Y, and Z, you know, it's just an interesting way to, how do you gauge those things? I don't know. It's just an interesting thing to look at.
1: It is. It definitely is. And I think it's one of those things where like people have been trying to police what can and can't be out there right? Um, I've gotten myself into hot water for stepping in on behalf of someone else who that happened to, um, you know, getting canceled and all that kind of stuff. And I think the thing is like, let people decide, okay. They can put out whatever the fuck they want to put out. And again, this is obviously a personal belief and you don't have to believe that, but I think people should be able to put out whatever the fuck they're going to put out and let, you know, they say in, um, in capitalist terms, let the market decide. If people want to buy it, if people want to consume it, they will. And if they don't because it's shit, then they won't, you know, it's as simple as that. The channel won't grow or this or whatever. Like, I don't know. I I do think, I mean, a lot of people feel that they need to be activists, you know, they need to be, um, you know, saving the world in particular ways or whatever. And I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. It I just think there needs to be more space for nuance and conversation and allowing people to express themselves in various ways. And I know that can be so hard because there are so many gross people out there. You know, you're like, I want everyone, you know, free speech is awesome except for that person, shut that person up.
0: You know? Right. I mean, obviously there is a gauge to where it's like, okay, this is not okay for you to be saying Mm. these things. But again, at the same time, obviously, Within reason and that even even saying within reason is a judgment. Call. Well, that's why we okay, need to keep so,
1: talking about it, don't we? Because
0: there is, is that
1: line. Yeah.
0: Silence doesn't teach anybody anything. Silencing somebody doesn't teach anybody anything. And let's let's be real. 99% of people who make content, particularly in the witchy space, as we have seen, you know, with an excellent conversation that inspired an episode of the podcast that Ivy the Occultist did with uh, three other amazing content creators. Um, Nobody here is making millions of dollars. Okay. Or even hundreds (laughs) of thousands of dollars in this community. Um, That's just what it is. So um, I don't know. It's, it's a very interesting thing, but silencing people is just, I don't think teaches anybody anything and having the conversations here and letting people have them freely. I think it's important. That's something we've tried to cultivate at Wine and Witchcraft Live. No, it is Mm -hmm. not PC. It's never Mm going to be PC. You as a consumer need to take responsibility for what you consume. It is not the responsibility of the content creator as a whole to police what you see. You know your lived experience. You know what you can handle and what you can't. And you need to be responsible for the energy you allow within your space and don't put that on somebody else. That is your responsibility. Mm. You know, be responsible for what is going on with you. Yeah. Canceling Very people it, it ain't the answer. Yeah. You know what I mean? 90% of us have full-time jobs, two, three, six jobs that we do. <laughs> and, you know, the thing too is, and like Brittany and I have always joked, you can't cancel us. Nobody owns the show but us. So we're not leaving until yeah. we want to leave. Yeah, <laughs> and as long as that is, that's what up. I've heard.
1: The um, the thing with cancel culture, it's like you know, a lot of people. I tend to be like this. Like I will be like, "Oh, people don't like me. I'll just go away and hide in my hole." But really, if it's online, I mean, you can't be cancelled unless you stop creating. You know,
0: right? You really. If if people keep watching, then people keep mm-hmm. watching, and you know that that's kind of like this the conversations that's been had about reality television and bad media and all this stuff are um, celebrities that people say are terrible now. But if people mm-hmm. keep buying their product, if people keep watching the TV shows, if people keep engaging the only person you have to blame for this person being famous or making all this money is you, you're yeah. watching it. You know, it's like, you know, people were very angry with Life Plus Cindy because of all the drama Love kind of stuff going era. on. Yeah. But you keep watching, you keep engaging, even if it's to spew hate at her. Do you see what I'm saying though? Like don't feed the fire and then get mad that the fire burns down the whole forest. <laughs> like where's the logic?
1: I never will understand the hate watch thing. I just don't understand why people want that in their body. I don't know, maybe I think about this because I've had such an issue with anger in my life, and that's something I've never really spoken about, but that was kind of inherited. Big anger streak in me, um, which I've really had to work through. Um, But that feels so gross. Like when I feel angry and hateful towards someone, it's disgusting feeling. And it's all, that's what you're melding in, you're in that pot. And then people go out and they, yeah, purposely hate watch. And I kind of get it on some levels, like sometimes that gossipy hate kind of like it feels exciting, but to consistently be doing that, like consistently tuning, especially like like a a person on YouTube, you know, like there's this weird celebrity culture that comes into it. Oh, if you're on YouTube, then we can say whatever the fuck we want about you and, you know, belittle you and and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, know, without realising this is just a person that lives down the street kind of thing. Um, But it's amazing to me how much energy people output on that kind of thing. It's so sad.
0: There is... There there was this, I don't know if I, if we've talked about this on the podcast or not, but, you know, I was watching uh, the documentary uh, on Brooke Shields, and I think it's on Hulu, and, you know, uh, the shift in celebrity culture where a person who even has, and, and they talked about this, and then there was another uh, series on YouTube, gosh, I, I can't remember what it was called, um, where people with even a hundred subscribers experience some level of celebrity. Mm -hmm. And the the worst thing about it is most of us are not equipped to handle it on Mm -hmm. any level, even on a minuscule level, are not prepared, nor do we have the mental capability to handle any sort of interaction on any level. And celebrity now is there there's like a thousand different levels of celebrity and someone could even be making hundreds of thousands, $60,000 a year, millions of year, millions of dollars a year. And 99% of the general population in the world doesn't even know who mm. this person is, you know, like, who's the most subscribed person on YouTube. I don't know. Mm. I like, I, I don't know. You know, there's these YouTubers that Penelope watches that make $10 million a year. I had no idea who they are. You know what I mean? Always. Yeah. So it's, it's just so it's, it's so different. It's um, it's 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 insane. But I I speaking to the hate watching thing, I have been a guilty person of that aspect. Um wanting to see people I don't like fail
1: mm-hmm.
0: has been a guilty, horrible thing that I've done in the past, and I've had to move past that. Um mm-hmm. because it's it seeps into other aspects of your life. You it have just to suck out the venom.
1: Food. Yeah. It
0: does. It does. Yeah. And then um it's just not good. There's no reason for it. There's no reason for it. Uh but people it it's a big thing. It's a huge mm-hmm. thing in social media right now. Oh it's yeah. just watching people and waiting for them to fail. And I know people do had done that towards me in certain situations, which I kind of find flattering. <laughs> um, but to be the proponent of that, to be doing that is it's a disgusting feeling. And I never realized I had anger issues until a couple of years ago. But um, I feel you on that. It's um it's not a good feeling, it ruins everything. It does. And I feel like it almost
1: like is similar to I feel like we talked about that in um the curses and hexes episode as well. It's like when you because you sit in that energy, right? Um, so that's the, the care that you need to take with yourself because any energy that you're putting out towards someone else comes through you. Like you are the filter. You are grabbing hold of all that slit, slit, silt. I don't know, whatever it is. Um, you know, the crap, (laughs) not slit. (laughs) Sorry. Shit. Um, I don't know. Anyway, just, you know what I mean? Like you filter out something and you get all the stuff caught in it. Um, but that's, that's what happens with A oh, sift?
0: Well. Like sift? Yes. Like a sifter, sift through? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's probably. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sorry, guys. Um, yeah. So like, that's always something to remember. Like people think they just, I don't know. I just think that um, sometimes we're not careful with that kind of stuff. You know, like we have so much control over how we're feeling, and so many of us are, you know, depressed and anxious and all of this. And I have my battles with those things too, and I don't think it's necessarily a simple fix. But stuff like that, like feeds that shit, like hard.
0: Well, so you know what I mean? someone had told me that, like the aspect of hate watching, um, anger, those type of emotions that you're quick to do. Um, typically manifests because you are bad, like yourself are bad at communicating what you need. You're bad at communicating uh, what you're looking for or you're lost in who you are in your own identity. That and when someone re- reflects something that may touch a chord with you, or like you were saying earlier, is a mirror for you, you react in anger because yeah, you either don't like crazy. it Yeah. Yes. Um, which I just found interesting, very, very interesting. Um, It is interesting.
1: It is, it's hard to, uh, well, I found realizing that I had an anger issue very difficult. Um, because I'm have always been someone who wants people to like me. I want people to think that I'm nice, you know? So when I have like all of this, like toxicity going on within me, um, it it was very hard to kind of realize that and and probably I already knew on some level for a long time. I can't really remember, but I do remember having a specific moment where I was like, Oh, I have anger issues. Like didn't really expect that,
0: you know? Yeah. I I, I've been one of those people that wants, just wants to keep the peace and Mm. um, just kind of holds it in
1: Mm.
0: and doesn't explode which i've never exploded i know there's probably some people who would say i've exploded but i (laughs) nobody has seen me seen me actually explode Mm -hmm. but i have learned that um you know being i've been fearful of my anger is how this connects to this anger issue is Mm -hmm. i've tried to suppress it so much that I allow myself to be in situations that I shouldn't be in, or I allow people to do things that I should not be allowing that cross a boundary for myself or people that I love because I'm scared of, if I let myself react, what will I do? Mm. Like, how will I react? Will I go off the deep end? Can I control it? I have a fear of whether I can control my anger. So the complete opposite is, well, just don't allow yourself to get angry. It's okay. She didn't mean it like that. No, she fucking did. <laughs> you know what I mean? So um, it, that, that's still something that I'm not great at is being like, you know, no, no, because then I don't want the person to be mad at me. But yeah. if I have to have some integrity, even if people think I'm an asshole or I'm a bitch or I'm a cunt, that's okay for you to feel that way about me mm. as if I'm standing up for what I believe is right then it doesn't yeah. matter what you think of me because I think I did the right thing. So fuck you. If you don't agree, you yeah. know, not letting it go to the point where someone's like, well, what the fuck? Yeah. Mm. Sorry. I didn't say anything. I've been holding it in, but you're a fucking bitch and I don't, I'm, sorry like I'm, mad you. At you. <laughs> I'm so mad at you. You're an energetic vampire piece of shit. Okay. And you're fucking horrible. <laughs> And why wasn't late-term abortion legal when your mother was pregnant with you? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Just crazy shit like that.
1: For me, Um, I find I don't like my anger because my brain totally shuts down. So I can't have a decent argument with someone when I'm really mad. Um, All I can think of is spitting out swear words or whatever. You know what I mean? Like I, I literally like my brain shuts off and I see red and I get really hot and mad and can't think. And it drives me crazy.
0: Uh, see, that's not my problem. I start, I'll start breaking shit. And I'm, I'm typically very quick with comedy. That's mm-hmm. a skill that people say I'm good at. I don't like to give myself wow. a pat on the back. Cause I don't think I am, <laughs> but people say that I am. And when I get angry, it just gets more intense and gets more visceral And really not nice. Mm. So that's what I fear is that I'm going to say something that I will will regret later, which I only regret because I don't want to hurt someone's feelings. It doesn't necessarily mean I regret it because I don't feel that way. But sometimes things that I feel don't necessarily need to be said. Yes. You know what I'm saying? In the way that I hear them in my head. Yeah. If that makes, you know what I mean?
1: I am Um, very glad that we don't yet have the capability to read each other's thoughts because people would be like, about me. All these things going on in this head.
0: (laughs) No. They Um,
1: reckon we're going in that direction.
0: uh, Yeah, I I would. uh, Yeah, I agree. Um, But, you know, it's about a balance. Trying to find that balance. (laughs) It is. But you know maybe that's something we can explore next season on Traversing the Darkness. <laughs> um but we're at okay we're at like over 50 minutes. Um so I think we're going to go ahead and call it a night, call it an episode. It's like well, it's night here, it's day in Australia. And wherever you're listening listening to this, who knows? I mean, all we we're catching all the time zones. <laughs> but uh i just wanted to say thank you uh alvine for doing this and going on this crazy journey uh <laughs> and uh, you know try us cool. trying to find the time to record because <laughs> we live in two different hemispheres <laughs> we, do.
1: we do different time zones different seasons I'm Nothing. You're right the right way up. We don't know what's going on. It's
0: great, right? Nothing adds up, but I have enjoyed. The, I've enjoyed this so much. It's been such an amazing learning experience. I can't believe mm-hmm. it, um and I really, really appreciate you being here. I appreciate everyone who's listened to the podcast and supported this little engine that's trying yeah. to. <laughs> the
1: little engine that could. We're
0: gonna keep yes. on cutting. <laughs> We're gonna keep on cutting. So. Uh, this is like we said, we got a, a, on a whole tangent. So you got a whole information session here that we didn't really plan on, but you know, that's what we do. Apparently mm-hmm. we're still trying to figure out what we do. Like I say that yeah. jokingly, but it's true. We're still trying to figure yeah. out. We're,
1: we're, we're throwing stuff at the wall. We're saying what sticks. We're saying what you guys like. We're just seeing.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're just seeing. So if you guys have suggestions, things you'd like us to talk about topics, anything, we're completely open. Um, mm-hmm. you can send us. Uh, messages on Instagram. We do have an Instagram. You can also write it in the comments on anywhere you listen to the podcast. Um, YouTube is what we check the most, but we do look at everything. Um, so we're, we are going on hiatus. We don't have a return date quite yet.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, holidays.
0: It's the holiday. So we're just going to take some time and enjoy our family. Um, uh, Alavine, did you have any, uh, <laughs>
1: little moments
0: or things you wanted to share
1: to wrap up um well thank you for thinking of having me as part of the podcast and then it happening also inviting me on um And just thank you to everyone who's listened. I'm really surprised by the uh, reception that we've received, like how many people are listening in every time there's an episode. is just amazing. Um, And the feedback, I've actually been surprised by the level of feedback we've received. So that's really cool. Like to me, that is what makes, um, content creation worth it you know like actually connecting with people and having conversations and hearing what other people think and all that kind of stuff um you know whether it's agreement or disagreement um you know it's really good that we're having conversation and um I don't know. I'm really excited to see what happens next season. Um, So yeah, if you guys have anything in particular that you like, now that you've got a feel for both of us quite well together, um, what you'd like us to discuss or go into, you know, now that we're happy to explore dissenting views. So yeah, I'm excited to see what we do next,
0: next year. Me too. The sky is the limit. (laughs) So uh, until next season, until 2024, We are going to sign off for the last time. And thank you guys so much. So until next year. Bye, guys.
1: Bye.